This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside as we're breaking down another big win for the Cadets and getting ready for a two-game stretch as we finish up this regular season that will decide the region. And joined, as always, by the head football coach of the Benedictine Cadets, Danny Britt. Coach, um, has to be a good weekend. We can go out there and get a win and then uh, head up to Georgia and see a big game up there as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a great weekend. Uh, we'll get a win and head up to Athens. It's beautiful weather. Really enjoy it. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, continue that this week. And Friday night, you guys get a big 56-7 to win there over South Effingham. And it started fast, Coach. I think that was the biggest thing I took away from this game is it was an away game, 6A team, uh, and a team that was desperately looking for a win. But your guys came out, and in, within the first 21 to nothing. Yeah, definitely. That's what we talked about. You know, uh, you know, you mentioned the Athens earlier, and, and Kirby continuously talks about our, our, you know, to his team saying, "Are we an elite team? Is, is Georgia elite?" That's what we, you know, keep saying. And you know, uh, in the same note, that's what we're saying to our team. But instead of the word elite, we're, you know, we set the standard is our motto. And are we setting that standard, that very high standard that we talked about at the beginning of the year? Um, actually talked about all the way back to last spring and and um, you know those type of teams that that we want to be those state championship level teams go out and take care of business every night and it doesn't matter who you're playing what their record is where you're playing what day what time you go play at a certain level and hopefully we're continuing to do that and coach uh, just diving into the game here the offense was on fire early but it was holding Garner's legs that got you your first touchdown. An 18-yard touchdown run is how we had it written down up in the press box. But you said this during the Ware County game. It seemed like he kind of flipped a switch uh, around that time where he wasn't just running to pick up a first down. Uh, every time he tucked the ball, he was looking to score. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I told him, you know, we want to keep that momentum. We want to keep that mindset uh, that when he goes to run, he, he's running. He's running with a, with a mission. And, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know when he originally took off, that was his thought, but you could tell that, you know, the, the gear change when he realized he could get the corner. And I, I believe Justin Thomas actually sprung him with a nice block on the corner. So, uh, he got that, got in the end zone. And, and that's always huge when you, when you have a guy that can spin it like he can that can also run. And you said Justin Thomas right there. He goes over 20 touchdowns for the season on Friday night, and we're just eight games. Uh, into the season and I know there have been so many amazing players that have come through this program and a lot of them are still playing on Saturdays right now Uh, and I know it's difficult for you during season to stay stuff like this but when it comes to just overall playmakers he has to rank near the top that have ever come through BC oh without without a doubt uh certainly you know since I've been here in the past 11 years and I, I can't imagine you know over 100 plus years it has been too many better he is unique and special at everything he does and and uh you know uh, and it doesn't matter how he's doing it well you you can put him in the eye and toss him the ball you can put him at slot and throw him the ball you can you know spread him out and throw him the ball you can you know on defense offense special teams, wherever he's at, he's doing special things. Some things you may even notice against Burke County, 
uh, when Cam, uh, you know, had his long run, actually Justin had a hitman on that for pancaking the guy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, and you remember what time of the game that was, and yeah. he's still out there playing at that level even without the ball, which is just that's a special dude. Well, an interception return for a touchdown was y'all's second score, and he also added, excuse me, a rushing score on the night as well as you guys were up uh, 35 to nothing there at, at the beginning of the second quarter. But, Coach, uh, just on the defensive side of the ball, it, it, we knew it was going to be. It was going to be different styles of rushing plays, and they were going to try to throw the ball underneath when they had to. And I don't know, did they have a completion all night? Uh, no, they did yeah, not. Yeah, and, and – not for lack of trying. They, they threw a few passes there, but for the most part, uh, running the football. You guys, 99% of the time, were able to come up with a stop, but again, like the last few weeks in a row, just one busted assignment uh, led to a long touchdown run. Yeah, definitely, and we've got to continue to work on that. Coach House and I were talking about that the past couple of days. It's just we just got to, you know, you know nobody can be perfect, but, but we, we chase perfection in order to reach excellence, and and that's what we're trying to do, and we, we just got to – we can't give that up. And what it was, we, we, we had a young guy in that we're trying to we're trying to build some depth on that defensive line, and, and he did not go to the gap that he was supposed to. So there's, there's problem A. Uh, problem B, the backside linebacker uh, went – got – that trapped inside, he tried to go underneath the block, and you can't do that. And then my safety uh, didn't see it soon enough to be able to adjust and, and get him on the ground at 20 as opposed to him scoring you know, from 55. Yeah, just one of the few marks on an otherwise uh, excellent performance from the team as you guys are up 49-7 to at halftime and, again, end up winning 56-7 uh, to in this one, Coach. And we, we spoke about this on the post game, but uh, with about a minute 50 left on the clock, you hand the keys to Luke Cromanhawk and this offense with the rest of the starters in, uh, but give him a chance to kind of run this two-minute offense. And he, and he got down inside the 30, but a tip ball and interception uh, ends that drive. But how important was it for you guys to go out there and put Luke Cromanhawk in that situation? Yeah, I think it's very important uh, that we do that, that we get him those reps. Uh, you know, currently, if, if, if something were to happen to – uh, holding uh, for him for next year and for just him overall as, as a quarterback. So uh, obviously he's getting a ton of reps at other positions, but uh, there's nothing like actually playing that quarterback position. So uh, it's very important. We wanted to do that. Uh, wanted to see what he could do. And, and um, you know, actually what the play that Coach uh, DePhillips called for him was you know, it was a pretty difficult play. It's a lot of reading. It's it's really a, a, a RPO of sorts, and and um, you know, so we wanted him to be able to get that experience. And, and a few other performances I wanted to point out here, Coach. Uh, first of all, Zaquan Bryant, he has a, a rushing touchdown there, and he played some roles we hadn't necessarily seen him play before. Uh, dotted the eye a couple of times, and was really more involved in running the football than we have seen in previous games. Yeah, definitely. We want to be able to do that. Uh, we had met as a staff last Monday, uh, and that was one of the focuses. It's, it's still writ, written on my uh, whiteboard here. Uh, you know what to do with Quan. We can't just split him out, and uh, he's got too much talent. And, and in order to be where we want to be, we have to use him in some other ways. So uh, we were able to get him in the backfield a number of times, um, in, in a couple of packages that we have, able to move him down. 
from a from a split position to a slot position. So a number of things we can do with him to try to use him, and we're going to continue to try to do that. And that has to be really hard on a defense to to not know where he's going to be. You already you already don't know where sure. Justin Thomas is going to be, and not know where Quan's going to be pretty pretty hard. But I, I have to be honest with you on that play on the one yard line. Uh, that was supposed to go to Justin because just by natural uh, tendencies, he goes to the to the tailback position. But he and Quan, Justin decided that hey, I'll go out the split and you you uh, go to the tailback position and take this touchdown. Is that one of those ones where it's the Mike Holmgren with Brett Favre where he's like, no, 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 okay, good, good, good. It's just like if that had not worked or there had been a fumble where there's gonna be conversations on the sideline. Yeah, of course, there would have been. Um, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to yell at Justin Thomas. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> I mean, he just does everything really well and really hard and right. But uh, but I will. I mean, I'm unbiased there. But um, but yeah, we saw it happening. And actually, I, 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 on the headsets, I heard the offensive staff say, "What are they doing?" Okay, giving Quan the ball, and it was. I mean, it's perfectly fine. In fact, that's what we were wanting to do. Is just you know, with the, with the formations that we had previously, we just that wasn't the way it was, and and, and that that's really really okay with us. That's funny. Uh, another thing though, I think was pretty funny, Coach, was if you were looking at the uh, at the box score and you see T. Blackshear gets into the end zone, a lot of people are like, "Wait, what's going on? This is he's up at Furman, right?" No, Thomas Blackshear gets a blocked punt and is able to catch it out of the air and score a touchdown right there. Pretty cool to see another Blackshear making plays for the Cadets. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, and I think I said the other day, remember his name, and uh, remember uh, Thomas Blackshear, he's going to be really special. <coughs> Excuse me. We're trying to, uh, he's still young, and we're trying to just mold him into, you know, what we want, and help him learn how to practice at a varsity level, certainly at a level that we feel like we, we practice at, and and uh, but he will get there, and he's going to be really, really talented young man. Well, not to be one up by his cousin, uh Travis then goes out against the Citadel and gets an interception, and he's tied uh, for the conference lead in the Southern Conference right now for interception. So, I mean, a little bit of friendly competition. That's right. I'm sure they'll do that. But uh, I know I know Travis very well, and he would be pulling 100% for his cousin to uh, to do well and, and have a great career here and then beyond. And finally here, Coach, I know a guy we talked about on the postgame, uh, but now you've had a chance to watch the tape. I thought uh, – or I don't know that there's anybody more dominant – on the defensive side of the ball for you guys in the first half than Elijah Alexander, a guy who was making a spot start there uh, due to some injuries. Yeah, definitely. Elijah had a really good game, and that, that is huge for us. We're trying to build depth there, and obviously didn't want to build it by Mike getting hurt, but, uh, but, but uh, hopefully we'll get Mike back this week uh, at the latest next week. But, um, but Elijah came in and had a really good game. He's got a huge upside. He's learning. He's just learning that position, really. And um, but you know, a huge long frame at six four. You know, I think he's two twelve. And um, had had a had a sack, several tackles for loss, made some really good plays. So it's exciting for us to be able to build some depth there. And Elijah, you know, can really really make a difference for us. And again, a big fifty six to seven win there over South Effingham. Now getting ready for New Hampstead in the second region game for the Cadets. That one at Memorial Stadium. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, wrap up that South Effingham game, and take a look at New Hampstead. That's next right here on the Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. 
Jets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Wrapping up a huge win for the cadets this past Friday night. Christian Gokel here on the Danny Britt Show. And coach, I did have kind of a philosophical question for you. Uh, Kevin and I were discussing at halftime whether or not we might see the first team units come back out at the start of the second half, just because I know for coaches, even in games that have kind of gotten out of hand, you don't want to lose that continuity with your first team units. You don't want them to have a complete half of a game off, but you guys do make the decision uh, to start rotating in the second team with that running clock at the beginning of the second half. Yeah, definitely, and that's always a, um, a discussion. It was a discussion Friday night on what to do. I have for years, um, you know, when they were in, kind of in that situation, uh, sent the first team out for one possession. Um, and that's, again, you, you've got to play. Uh, because we had already started subbing halfway through the, the first or second quarter, um, you know, Holden was out. Uh, JT, Quan, you know, several of those guys were out already. We decided to go ahead and just completely pull and, and, and go nothing but twos, twos and threes and JV. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's a debate. You know, it's, it's a hard line, and sometimes you just go by feel and where you're at. And I just, we were at a point where I just couldn't imagine getting one of those guys hurt in a game that was already decided. And, Coach, we, we kind of spoke about the injuries there at the uh, end of the first segment. Uh, Michael Smith, he, he gets hurt and he misses the game. Is he going to be back? And then with Hunter Dunn, uh, rotated in more in this game at that safety position, how many snaps do you see him getting going forward? Yeah, definitely. Uh, not sure about Michael. Uh, the hope is he was moving a lot better uh, Friday. I know the doctor had looked at him, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see what he can do this week. I'm hoping yes, but, uh, but I don't know that for sure yet. Um, with Hunter, he's he's full speed go. Uh, he, like I said, he rotated in at the safety position. The, the problem for him is Lamont Mitchell's done so well at running back. He's, he he hasn't he can't he can't lose the spot. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of kind of hurt him on the offensive side. But he he definitely is helping us by rotating in and uh, on the defensive side, and he's playing you know all the special team for us as well. Well, putting him back there at safety next to Ben, does that free you up to do more stuff with Luke on offense? Uh, yeah, well, it helps. I mean, we're going to do what we do, and Luke's the type of personality where, where he he doesn't need many breaks, but he is human, and so it is good to be able to do that. Um, uh, so, yeah, we can definitely do that, and definitely if, if I know, just, just like the other night, I knew that, that Luke was going to quarterback the next series, I was able to, to pull him out and, and, and just have Ben and Hunter in there uh, playing safety for us. And Coach, New Hampstead coming up this weekend, at, or this Friday, excuse me, at Memorial Stadium, and a team that maybe we haven't seen quite this level of talent from the running back position to the wide receivers to the tight ends, just where you've played some teams where they've had a really good tight end, a really good running back, or maybe a couple of really good wide receivers. Uh, but New Hampstead has a quarterback in Polly Seeley that can sling it around. They have a couple wide receivers that can make plays, some good running backs, and a tight end that can give defensive coordinators headaches. Definitely. They have a lot of skill. They have a lot of players. Uh, coach um, does an incredible job with them, and uh, obviously he's coached at a very high level. And uh, So it's going to be a major challenge for us. But you're right. They, they have a lot of guys that can make plays. You can't focus in on one 
you know, one guy or one phase of the game. They can run it. They can pass it. They can, you know, run on the perimeter. They can throw, you, you know, pretty much every phase of, you know, every part of the field. So uh, you have to be prepared for all of it, and it's going to be a challenge for certain. And I know both games coming up at Memorial Stadium, and it kind of seems silly to say this, but it is a big deal that both of these games are home games. I think so. It is. It is a different feel when it's our home game. Um, you know, we have a bigger crowd. Uh, you know, Chatham County decided uh, last time to to have a twenty five percent. Who knows what they'll decide next time? But um, we know we'll have a bigger crowd when it's our home game. We know we'll have you know our music, our our factors going on. So even though it's you know often the same field it's 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 definitely better when it's our environment hey coach looking down at this new Hampstead uh, team just going through their games uh teams that can score a lot of points and but you do see some games where the 52 to 24 to Brunswick I think can kind of be misleading where kind of got away from them in the second half and playing a really good Brunswick team but outside of that uh, a team that's really dominated throughout this schedule uh coming off of a big win against South Effingham where kind of by a really the beginning of the second quarter, that game was in hand. Is there any sort of transition in practice where you have to get the guys up for this game, or is it because it's another team in Savannah, they know these guys from playing with them growing up, that it's already there? You know, I I hope none of the above. I hope it doesn't really matter. That's what we've been talking about is, are we setting a new standard or are we not? And setting a new standard at Benedictine is – already pretty high and so to do that is extreme so practice will be exactly like practice has been and hopefully we will we will practice very hard and, and get a lot out of it because that's what we do and that that's who we are and uh yes i mean that is a factor of that hey this is you know possibly in essence a region championship and and uh it is a, a crosstown team and all of that but Benedictine does things at a different level, and that's what we got to continue to do. Uh, and hopefully, that's what it'll be this week. Yeah, and just want to avoid the uh, three-team tie slash. This team has given up the least amount of points in region play. Just want to avoid all of that. Go ahead and win the region and take that one seed. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean that that that's the plan, and that's what we hope to do. But um, you know, you have to go do it. You have to go do it on the field, and we'll have to do it. You know. What we know and what I think our kids believe now is that happens Monday through Thursday. As, and then certainly it's all put on display on Friday. But Monday through Thursday, you got to get that done. you got to get it done in practice. How you practice, how you mentally prepare everything is, is, is what makes it happen on Friday. And finally here, Coach, we kind of touched on it, but that home crowd, that advantage. I mean, what else are you doing on a Friday night at, at 7 o'clock than coming out to watch a really good high school football game? I mean, you have – a seven and one team coming in to take on your cadets. It, it doesn't get much better entertainment value wise than that on a Friday night. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a blast. It, it come out. It's a great environment. Uh, beautiful stadium. Uh, we you know hope to have a ton of people out, and, it, and it's exciting. It'll be a lot of fireworks, and and uh, you know the way the way we play and and the way New Hampshire plays is going to be an exciting game. And uh, I, I agree. I don't know what else could be better than come out and see that on Friday night. 
Again, New Hampstead coming to Memorial Stadium on Friday night. Uh, if you can't make it to the game, uh, you can always listen on ESPN Radio Savannah 104.3 or online at ESPNCoastal.com. Myself and Kevin Thomas will be on the call. Coach, we appreciate the time, man. Look forward to seeing you out there on Friday. Hey, thank you. Anytime. I appreciate it so much. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Now, I haven't spoken about it yet because anytime you ask a head coach about it, uh, they'll bite your head off. But it is homecoming week for the Benedictine Cadets. And joining us now on the program, a guy who has been a part of what I've called the most consistent unit on this Cadets team, the offensive line, Drew Morin, a senior for your Cadets, joins us here. Drew, thanks for taking the time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And I was getting the, the backstory, man. It seems like pretty much every male in your family has graduated from BC. What does this week mean to you? Uh, I mean, lots of symbolism. It's a, it's a huge week for everyone around campus, especially for me. You know, BC has been my whole life, so it's it's kind of just it's a big deal. It's, it's homecoming week. Everyone looks forward to it. It means a lot. And I've said this multiple times throughout the year. I feel like the offensive line has been the most consistent unit. I mean, over quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, DBs, uh, this entire season. How much of that do you think is because you're playing alongside four other seniors? Uh, um, it helps out a lot, man. But we, the O line as a collective unit, you know, we like we like to work in silence, but we we like to count our wins. And uh, having having the seniors out there with me that I've played with, my I've, I've played with some of these kids my whole life, and. Uh, these seniors on the O line, it's it, it very it really helps a lot. They're experienced, they know what they're doing, and um, yeah, it's good. It helps a lot. Now, now you're a big dude. Shane Strickland's a big dude. Uh, Niall Henry, they're all big guys. But you look at Brian Johnson, and he looks like a running back, but he's your starting guard, and he's about as nasty as they come. How cool is that to see a guy who could be playing a lot of other positions, but just shows that love for the offensive line? Oh yes, sir. It is. It's awesome. Uh, we love Brian. We we give him a hard time for his size. I mean, but he he will uh, he'll give it to you. He'll he'll set you straight. And um, he he's he's a really experienced dude. It's it's pretty funny though. He's 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 he doesn't get the size, but he's he'll knock you in the mouth. And you guys got New Hampstead coming up this weekend, and really a chance to put yourself in the driver's seat to win this region championship. Uh, how big is this matchup coming up for you guys? Because I know you've played a lot of big games so far this season, but 7-1 and one, New Hampstead coming to town. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge game this week for us. Um, Coach Britt this year has been preaching all year long about, you know, who do you want to be as a team? What do you want to be remembered as? And we decide what we're going to be as a team. I think this is a great, great, great opportunity to set the, set the tone for who we are. And again, this game kicks off at 7.30 on Friday night. Drew Moore and a senior on your offensive line. Drew is here. Drew, I really appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the week. Uh, enjoy being around your family. Uh, we'll see you out there on Friday. Yes, sir. Thank you.